Blog Talk Radio. Hey, good morning again. You guys still there? Good morning. Hello. Good morning. This is the uh, first day of Holy Week. First, uh, first day of Holy Week, 2017. It's an exciting day. Yeah, Christ Jesus is on his way to the cross, so we are excited about that. I'm excited about that uh, because I think that is kind of why we do what we do, right, why we exist because of this week right here. Uh, so let me go ahead and give some shout-outs. Hey, Sarah is on. Rube is going on, man. Uh, Rube is on. Uh, we got hearts already coming up on Periscope. I heard Miss Tracy and Miss Linda on the conference call. Anyone else on that conference call? Catherine Walker. Hello, Sister Catherine. How about you? I'm pretty good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Uh, Brown. Hey, how are you doing? Good morning. Hey, Terrell. What's going on, Reverend? Reverend, uh, what's that? Justin. What's up, Jack? What's going on, man? On uh, Facebook, Sister Diane is on. The foreman and Richmond are with us. Hey, Sister Cheryl. Good morning. Uh, she says good morning to everyone. Uh, I think. Uh, is that a Miller? Owens Miller, good morning. Hey, Lady Kellen is on. Minister Baysmore, Sister Cynthia Pina, I see you on. Good morning to you. Uh, it is Monday of Passion Week, and so actually I want to just kind of take a break from our closer walk and talk about a path to passion. Hey, Sister Rochelle, good morning. Praying for you guys and your family. Hope you guys travel safely. Uh, Sister Teresa, hey, good morning. Are you preaching? I am preaching on Thursday and Friday. Thursday, uh, I am privileged to preach at First Baptist Mayhem in Suffolk, uh, Pastor Stephen Blunt. And then on Friday, I'll be preaching Friday morning at um, Pastor Freeman's Church in Franklin at 10, and then in Franklin at First Baptist at 7. And so those are a couple opportunities. Some of those will be streamed. I'm not sure which ones, but I'll, you know, I'll jump on Periscope if I'm able to. Uh, pink hearts, red hearts, blue hearts. We appreciate those. Hey, Sister Tracy. Gray. Hey, Sister Gray. Good morning. Good morning to you. Look, let's jump in. Let's jump into. Whoa, 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 whoa. Periscope. Sorry about that. Uh, let's, let's go ahead and jump into our people today. And Sister Pat, good morning. Sister Brenda. Hey, Deacon Jones, good morning. Glad to have you guys back. I hope you had a great time on your cruise. Uh, today we are looking at, hey, Val, good morning. Uh, today we are looking at Passion Week. So let me just kind of give you a quick overview. Uh, Passion Week is the week that Jesus starts his journey to the cross. Uh, yesterday is what we call Palm Sunday, and so I'm not sure what message you had on Palm Sunday, but there's a lot that happens. A couple of things. Jesus borrows a donkey. After he borrows an unwritten donkey, Excuse me, he rides it down, uh, he rides it down this road, parade style. People are throwing palms onto the street, their cloaks and coats onto the street, shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna. Uh, they, they believe he's a king coming, and on this borrowed donkey, uh, he now arrives as a lamb of God. Uh, really, really important that this was probably a parade of lambs. They were waiting for sheep, and Jesus shows up, and they throw down these palms. So that was Palm Sunday. I don't want to talk too much about that. That was yesterday. That happened on Sunday. And now we're on Monday of Passion Week. So what I'd like to do this week is kind of walk through everything Jesus does from Palm Sunday all the way to Resurrection Sunday and some of the lessons that we can learn from it, okay? Here's, uh, here's Monday of Passion Week. And Monday of Passion Week is recorded in a couple of Gospels. It's in Matthew 21. Mark 11, and in Luke 19. Again, it's in uh, Matthew 21, Mark 11, 
and in Luke 19. We're going to read Matthew 21 today, uh, 12 and 13. Matthew 21, 12 and 13, uh, Monday of Passion Week. Read this way. It says, Jesus entered the court and drove out all who were buying and selling there. He overturned the table of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. It is written, he said to them, my house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers. So uh, essentially what happens here is Jesus is going into the church house, right, the temple to worship. When he goes into worship, they are exchanging money. Because remember, uh, it's this season called Passover, and so uh, Josephus, a Christian historian, you know, he says that about 3 million people have now converged onto Jerusalem. And so all these people have traveled, but they need to worship, and so they are buying sheep, they are buying pigeons, they are buying doves. Right, they're buying the animals that they need for sacrifice. And while it looks like they're doing a great thing because they're spending money so that they could worship, uh, you know, Jesus comes in and says, Look, this is not what this is about. You guys are coming in here, saving all this money, trying to pay for a way to worship and get your sins forgiven. He says, The real key to what my father's house is designed for is prayer. Jesus, who fell asleep on the boat during the storm, who goes with his father to pray every evening, he is so irate and angry about what's happening that he literally starts whipping people, flipping over the tables, turning over chairs in a fit of rage because he is so disturbed at what's happening in the temple, what's happening in his house of worship, because everything that's happening um, seems to be human-oriented, but there is no prayer. He simply says, look, we got to get prayer back into the church. we got to get prayer back into our life. we got to get prayer back into the temple. We have to have people who are much more concerned about communicating with God than paying their way to get close to him. And so after he kicks all of them out, some people who were sick and lame came in, and immediately they were healed. So I listen today is twofold. One, I want to encourage each of you to really consider for God closeness and God relationship. What is it that we need to remove from our temples, right? You know, the Bible says that our, our, our bodies are the temple of God. What is it that we need to remove from our conversation? What should we remove from our habits? What is it that we could take away, get out, uh, uh, get, get rid of, uh, reduce? Because the first thing that happens in here is that God has a serious analysis. He takes a serious evaluation of what currently exists. And then he decides what needs to get out, what needs to be removed. A movie, right? That's movie that's out. Get out. Uh, in your life, what needs to get out? What needs to be uh, take, taken, taken from you? And, and for many of us, you know, getting rid of things is not something that's comfortable. Most of us uh, don't want to remove or reduce what we have in our current life. But we've got to be honest. You know, everything that we have, we don't need. Uh, every, every, every part of us that we enjoy and is good to us, is not really good for us. So for some of you, it might be removal of people. For others of you, it might be removal of attitude. It may be removal of laziness. It may be removal of some tangible habits that literally hurt your body or hurt your self-esteem or reduce your value. It may be the removal of pride. It may be, uh, you know, the removal of uh, some distractions, things that look good for you, look good to you in the moment, uh, but really throw you off course. I don't know what your distractions are. I don't know what you need removed. But what I do know is on Monday, on his way to the cross to show his real passion, to find out his real purpose, to do what he's really called to do, he had to remove some things. 
And I want to tell you the same thing. We, we have things we must remove. We have attributes that we've got to get rid of. There are things in our life uh, that must be lessened in order for us to be lifted. In order for you to find your purpose, there's some things that you're going to have to put to the side. But the good part is you don't just remove, you also reconnect. Because once he removes all of these things, he says, now, I'm not trying to empty you out. I, won't, I don't want to leave any void. I don't want to create any vacancies. Because when I remove these things, I'm replacing it, I'm replacing it with prayer. And, and so understand, you know, there's this principle of remove and replace. Or particularly, you know, for Jesus on Monday, it is remove and reconnect. And I want to tell you the same thing, that, you know, in this process of removal, in this process of taking out and taking away, God always puts something back. He always wants you, one, to connect with him. You know, obviously in this text, he wants you to connect through prayer. And uh, we've talked about prayer before. Uh, prayer is acts, A-C-T-S, A-C-T-S, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. One more time, if you pray, you know, use this motto, acts. Pray with adoration, worship to God. Pray with confession. Tell him what you did wrong, but then also tell him what you believe can be done right. Uh, T, thanksgiving. Thank him for what he has done and for what he's going to do. S, supplication. Uh, it, is the, it is the act of getting supply. What, this is where you get to ask God for things. So, you know, when you remove some things, you're not, you're not now um, limp or, you know, without now is the time that you can actually reconnect with God, put some things back. So when you take away, uh, just, you know, real cliche, jealousy, put back joy. Take away pain, get more power. Take away hurt, get more help. The idea is that with God, you're always gaining, but sometimes we're so full of ourselves that he has no room to pour. So the good news today on a Monday is that we can remove and reconnect, that we can remove and replace. And I want you to just, you know, as we get ready to walk in our purpose, maximize our potential, become all that God wants us to be and do, take a serious evaluation. You know, watch this. Not for what other people should do or what other people should stop doing or how other people should treat you, but this day take some time to figure out what is it in your life that can be removed and then what in your life can be replaced, replenished. Uh, rejuvenate yourself with something that you can add. And I think I think that, like Jesus, our Mondays will have real meaning because we have been able to remove and reconnect. Come on, let's pray. God, I thank you again for the day because, uh, because you're with us. Uh, we know that we can do all things. And today, particularly, what we're asking you to do is give us a consciousness so that we can evaluate, you know, some of the extras that are in our life things that hold us down, some weights that easily uh, beset us and cause us to live life off balance, maybe even, God, some sin activity that uh, we keep engaging in, and while we don't want to do it, we keep on doing it, and what we don't want to do, we keep doing what we do, we don't want to do. God, it's confusing sometimes, so help us really just kind of shave off that uh, God censors some of our activity. We don't want to just censor it so that people will be pleased. God, we want to censor it and remove some things so that you will be happy with us, so that we can be what you called us to be, so we can live life, you know, free of distraction and free of a heavy weight and burden. But then, God, uh, you know, we we pray uh, that in that removal process, you give us now the strength and faith to replace, that we reconnect with you, that we gain and we get that we acquire some things that we've lost along the way, fire and passion, joy and happiness. Uh, God, maybe there's some tangible things that we need to re- regain, uh, you know, our, our sense of identity. God, we need to 
uh, reclaim, you know, hard copy Bibles so that we can read again, reclaim God homes, reclaim love, reclaim our children, uh, re- reclaim healthy habits. God, you know what we need. So our prayer today is that you can help replenish us. And, and God, we'll be really careful to walk down the path you've called for us. And like a Palm Sunday, we will, you know, move down the parades of promise that lead us to the things that you've already said you have in place. God, our prayer today is that you make us better, maximize our potential. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, listen, you guys have a great day today. Uh, go ahead and uh, replace, remove, but then more importantly, uh, make sure you move towards purpose that God has for you. Maximize your potential. Hey, be blessed. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you.